Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. In the sports betting world, the NFL is king. College football right there at number two. So it's that time of the year. Everybody's in camp. We've got a game under our belts with the Hall of Fame game the other day. So let's make that transition to football. I think the last time we spoke was for March Madness before he moved his life out to Philadelphia and Radio.com Sports to be their sports betting analyst. His name, Eli Hershkovich. What's going on, Eli? What's up, Joe? Good to talk to you. Long time no talk. Glad to uh, glad to talk some sports betting with you. So you confirmed with McNeil and Parkins 15 times in a 10-minute <laughs> interview that you were moving to Philadelphia. You finally made the move. So what are you doing on a daily basis? My unofficial title, sports betting editor, sports betting analyst, writing about sports betting, doing some sports betting video content uh, for the college football universe, for the NFL, uh, with football starting up here already with the Hall of Fame game earlier this week. So plenty of football content. We have a lot of exciting uh, new football content coming up uh, once the regular season kicks off for the NFL. So lots of exciting times for Radio.com Sports, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at RDC Sports. I know on Thursday you bet on the Hall of Fame game, and you were <laughs> catching some flack on Twitter about it, but not as much flack as one Trey Wingo caught. He tweeted out, if anyone is actually betting a preseason game, seek immediate help. No one has any idea who will be on the field and how it's being called, etc. I did not bet on that game, but Trey Wingo has no clue what he's talking about. He couldn't be more wrong. Anybody that's talked to a sharp better, they say that you actually do have an advantage in the preseason, unlike those sharp lines in the regular season. And if you listen to all the press conferences, the coaches actually tell you what they're going to do, how much playing time certain guys are going to get. And I'm not a big trends guy, as you know, Eli, and the listeners every week to this show understand that. But there's something behind it when you talk about the head coaches. Frank Reich, he goes 4-0 against the spread as a rookie coach last year. Maybe something to watch. But a huge sample size like John Harbaugh, 33-12 and straight up, 30-14 and against the spread. 
68%. Pete Carroll struggled last year in the preseason as far as the final score goes, but he's 35-17 and 17 against the spread. That's 67%. Mike Zimmer, 17-4 and four straight up. And then you can look on the flip side as well. Jason Garrett, 12-21 and 21 straight up. Mike Vrabel as a rookie coach, 0-4. Dan Quinn, we saw his team lose again in the preseason on Thursday. He's 4-13 against the spread in the preseason. I think there's something here, and you actually have some information you can depend on. And I'll do you one better, Joe, with the Falcons against the spread under Quinn. 0-11 against the spread in their last 11 preseason games, and they've lost nine of those straight up. You're exactly right, Joe. There is plenty of room to find advantages in the preseason, even in the Hall of Fame game, especially when you know Matt frickin' Schaub is starting at quarterback. And Bears fans, if you hear Matt Nagy say that Chase Daniel is going to get a lot of time, maybe the Bears are in a bet-on spot. He was on the station with Bernstein McKnight talking about this offense. He's been in this offense for seven years. And when we saw him on the field last year, we saw plenty of success. So a veteran quarterback understands the offense, now has more weapons. Now, we don't know which weapons are actually going to be on the field. You have to pay attention to what the coaches are saying. But there can be an advantage. I don't think there's anything bad about betting a preseason game if you think you have a better shot at cashing a ticket. And I know you write a bunch on radio.com slash sports. You noted some trends to take a look at in the first month of the season. Yeah, one of my favorite ones, and, and similar to you, Joe, I am not a trends guy. I don't say, okay, here are the trends that I'm looking at, and these are going to dictate the way I bet an NFL game, a college basketball game, whatever it may be. But they are useful tools to try to find market inefficiencies. So, for instance, these are the September trends that I found on Radio.com forward slash sports, and road dogs tend to do better in September uh, at home. If you're looking at favorites on the road in September from 2015 to 2018, they were combined 26 and 37 against the spread. That's a 41.3% clip. But uh, for the remainder of the NFL season, 42, 42, and 1 in October, 41, 39, and 5 in November, and 55, 45, and 3 against the spread, good for a 61.1% clip in December. So clearly the favorites do better on the road as the season goes along, which makes plenty of sense because – you might get, for instance, the Rams, who are a three-point favorite in Carolina in week one, and a team that's coming off a Super Bowl loss. And by the way, if you're trying to find Super Bowl trends, Super Bowl losers are 2-12-2 against the spread since 2003, and a Rams offense that's going to adjust as they shift away from pounding Todd Gurley every single game with a snap share of 88.8% last season. You would expect some regression early on for the Rams offense, and that's one trend based on the analytics, based on a situational spot, and a letdown stop for Los Angeles coming off the Super Bowl. That's one trend that I'm looking at in September. Yeah, that could be a random event, but when you think about it, maybe there's something to it because you said it's in September and then you have a correction for the rest of the season. So what it could be is, I mean, this is a league, worst to first, first to worst teams every single year. Like the Bears, for instance, they were a worst to first example with 12 victories last year. 
And where was the value? The value was early on in the season. People had no idea that the Bears were going to be this strong throughout the entire year. So with all those games, with those point spreads every single Sunday, there was a lot of value on that Bears side. So in the first month of the season, people are still trying to figure out, okay, who are the good teams? Eli, I'm going to dedicate an entire episode to NFL win totals next week with our guy, Whale Capper, a regular of early odds. I've got one. I want you to go first, though. Give me your favorite win total right now. I'm looking at Baltimore under eight and a half, and there is some juice there, depending on where you're shopping around, minus 135, minus 130, after the Ravens won the AFC North last season. And it's interesting because this whole week I've heard Lamar Jackson is going to have a stellar sophomore season in the NFL. But the numbers don't necessarily say so. And if you look at just his yards per attempt against zone defenses last year, 7.1 yards per attempt. But there's a three-yard drop-off, a whole three yards, when he's facing man-to-man units, averaging just 4.1 yards per attempt against man-to-man defenses. So you're talking about a quarterback where he's likely going to see defenses adjusted towards him, towards his weaknesses and a Ravens team that's going to be facing a first place schedule after winning the North last year. And you think about their defense having arguably the best defense in football last year, but they're losing an elite middle linebacker in CJ Mosley going to the Jets and Terrell Suggs going to Arizona. Just weird seeing him in a Cardinals uniform while they get Earl Thomas from the Seahawks. You don't know if he's actually going to be healthy. Either way, that front seven is going to regress. And I don't trust Lamar Jackson because again, Those defenses are going to shift towards his biggest weakness, which is against man-to-man defenses. All right, I'm also looking at an under. So Eli's got the Ravens. What was the number you have? Was it eight or eight and a half? Eight and a half. All right, eight and a half. Uh, Somewhere in the same range, I'm looking to the NFC East, the division that just seems to have a different champion each and every year. This team finished real strong. The Dallas Cowboys with a double-digit win season going 10-6 and six a year ago. They won seven of their last eight. Eli, how many games of their 10 victories, how many games were by more than one score? I'm going to go with two. One. <laughs> they had one win. One of their 10 victories was by more than one score. Now, first off, they go 7-1 and one at home. Are they going to be able to repeat that? Probably not. Every single game they have a disadvantage at head coach with Jason Garrett at the helm. They do have a soft start to the schedule. So if you know somewhere that offers win totals throughout the entire year, maybe you hit it after week three because they start with the Giants, then the Redskins, then the Dolphins, three of the worst teams in the entire league. But then you get to the remainder of the year. I'm not even going to talk about the division. You know you get the Eagles twice. So that will be difficult, I believe, this year. Home games against the Packers, Vikings, Rams. Road games, Saints, Patriots, and Bears. And then there are the two games against the Eagles. This schedule is going to be absolutely brutal, and the only way they go over is by matching 10 wins from a year ago. I go under nine. Your thoughts? I like that pack. 
especially if Ezekiel Elliott is expected to miss however many games. All right, this is obscure, Eli, because we start off with an agreement. I would expect the rest of the way that we'll probably disagree because that's what usually (laughs) happens. Joe Ostrowski here on Early Odd Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, an old friend of the station, Eli Hershkovich, sports betting analyst at Radio.com Sports. Eli, I know you did a write-up for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. These numbers are hard to find. DraftKings, though, did post some. Kyler Murray, who, by the way, was at plus money around plus 230 in mid-July, is now down to plus 175. And if you're looking across the board, Josh Jacobs, the rookie tailback, for Oakland, plus 650. Dwayne Haskins, the rookie quarterback for the Redskins, plus 750. David Montgomery, of course, the rookie tailback for the Bears, uh, 10 to 1. Miles Sanders of the Eagles, former Penn State back, 13 to 1. Nikhil Harry, the rookie wideout for the Patriots, 18 to 1, and then so on. And if I'm looking for value, and it's going to sound crazy taking the favorite if you're trying to find, find value. But to me, the bare minimum Kyler Murray puts up in a Cliff Kingsbury offense is 3,300 yards, maybe 15 touchdowns, and let's say eight or nine picks. I expect him to go over those numbers in a heartbeat because Arizona is going to be facing a negative uh, game script quite often. And if you think about his yards per attempt in college, and I know it's insane to say, well, you can't compare Lincoln Riley's college offense to what he's going to be doing for Cliff Kingsbury in the NFL against legitimate defenses, not just Big 12 defenses. But 11.57 yards per attempt was the most in college football last season. Again, I'm not saying he's going to carry that over, and especially playing behind an Arizona offensive line that, that gave up and tied for the fifth most sacks allowed at 52 sacks last season. But he was elusive and he was elite on the run outside of the pocket last year. I expect him to, him to excel, and especially with the Cardinals likely playing from behind a ton. Yes, they have a young receiving core, and you're not going to see an elite wide receiver that he's going to be throwing the ball to. But a bounce-back candidate that I really like in that offense is David Johnson. And to have that kind of player and that kind of tailback that I think progresses positively in 2019 takes a little bit of pressure off Murray as well. Okay, so you got Kyler Murray. There's no way in hell I'll make that bet. Never. Eli, here's the problem, and it's just my style, and maybe you're down for it. He's not even 2-1, to one, and you're going to sink money into a, a wager for five, six months on a bet that's just 2-1? to one? Hey, Listen, it's not Josh Jacobs' value at plus 650. It's not Dwayne Haskins' value at plus 750. But I don't like any of those guys on the list anyways. Okay. In an Oakland offense, Josh Jacobs probably has to put up what? When rookie of the year, we're talking 1100 a grand on the ground. While some people expect Derek Carr to be an MVP candidate, uh, there's been money on him in the NFL MVP race. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Oakland's offense, and I don't expect Haskins to get a ton of run in Washington, at least for the first four-plus games of the season with Christian Ponder at the helm. And obviously, David Montgomery's in the mix there, too. But okay. for me, Murray is an absolute lock. Oh, jeez, like don't it. say that. That's just so ridiculous. Everybody Give listening me, who, who wagers knows that there's no such thing as a lock. Let me throw this out there. I'm not ready to make a wager. I've got a pick for the people, but I'm not ready to make a wager because usually sometime during the preseason, an opportunity presents itself. So that's what I'm waiting on. 
Three of the last four years, you've seen running backs walk away with this award. Saquon, Elvin Kamara, and Todd Gurley. From 1957 to 2018, 65% of the winners were running backs. So I'm starting to look at running back. I had Kareem Hunt two years ago when he should have won, when he was the rushing champion at 25-1. to Why? Because of injuries. An opportunity presented itself. Now, I didn't win the bet, but it was the right bet because I got it at 25-1. to So I'm going to pay attention to what the coaches are saying. If we get closer and closer to Bears-Packers opening night, and I start to get the feeling that David Montgomery is going to be the workhorse for the Bears, that's a really strong bet at 16-1. to The guy that they targeted moved up in the draft. Remember, Matt Nagy also had Kareem Hunt, so how much is would he be used? If I feel he's going to be the workhorse guy, uh, let me also throw out another name. Todd Gurley, with all the injuries a year ago, the Rams... Spent a pretty high pick with Daryl Henderson at 16-1. to It doesn't look like it's a super crowded backfield. You have to beat out Malcolm Brown, too. But I'm not sure about the health of Todd Gurley. So I think there are some decent options out there in that 16-1, to 20-1 to range just to keep an eye out. I wouldn't place a wager right now, but pay close attention to some of the backfields. Henderson's the play that I like the most out of what you mentioned. I expect the Bears' offense to regress and maybe that's another conversation for another day. You don't want to get there. Regress. What did they do last year? That's true. They lost their one playoff game, whatever it was. No, I'm just talking about the that. offense. Oh, that, no, that's a good point. And you go back to the Eagles game, and they struggled mightily in the first half. I'm just not a huge Trubisky believer, which is if I'm looking to bet on David Montgomery, I expect the offense to take a step up, and which I'm not, which I don't think it will. And then the Henderson play I do like, though, because – they are definitely going to scale back Ty Gurley's touches. And if Henderson does prove himself, and we saw that in the playoffs when Gurley went down, the, the Rams could trend towards a two-man backfield. And if the Rams make the playoffs and, and Henderson puts up a, around a, a grand a yards or 1,100, you could see him take away that trophy if, if Murray does improve to play up to the expectations. Eli, let's wrap with a college football future because I saw on Twitter you were fending off <laughs> some former teammates, getting a little sensitive, uh, people just criticizing your pick a little bit. Tell the people, who do you like? Not Alabama, not Clemson, who? There are six elite college football teams that are obviously the favorites to, to win the college football playoff. And if you're looking at it at Caesars Palace, you have Clemson and Alabama tied for the shortest odds at plus 230, Georgia at plus 700, so 7 to 1, and Oklahoma and Ohio State at 10 to 1 apiece. And then there is Michigan with the six shortest odds at 12 to 1. So from that perspective, there's value to me in a team that has a legitimate shot to win the title among those six college football teams. And then if you're looking for positive regression, that's a word that I like to use. In yeah, I use regression, regression a lot. <laughs> regression in general, there's shot number 500 from Joe on the show. Josh Gaddis, for me, coming over from Alabama, former wide receivers coach at Penn State, co-offensive coordinator with the Crimson Tide, a guy that Nick Saban did not want to lose at all, now is manning the offensive coaching duties at Michigan, where Jim Harbaugh has had his fingerprints on since he's been at UM. So finally, he's taken a step back from the offense, and you have a hurry-up, spread-style, modern-day college football coach 
trying to get Shea Patterson through his highest potential. And while people say Michigan's offense didn't really do much last year, one of my favorite stats to look at is points per drive, especially in college football, because you have your blowouts in non-conference play and even in conference play, and this takes away from the variables of said blowout or when you're trailing and you're just putting up uh, garbage points. Michigan put up the 26th most offensive points per drive last season at 2.67. So for Michigan's offense, if, if you're talking about returning with the top 30 return rate in terms of production on that side of the ball, I expect Michigan to put up big numbers. They averaged around 35 points per game last season, but I expect them to put up closer to 40 points, especially with the addition of Gaddis. And then if you're thinking about defensively, they're returning a top 50 uh, return rate in terms of production and Harbaugh always. And I know you want to point to that Ohio State game, Joe, where where Ohio State loomed the doors off of Michigan. but There are a few teams that did that to Michigan. Fair point. But again, if you're betting on Michigan to win the college football playoff, you're betting on Ohio State regression. There it is again, Joe. And Ohio State's defense to me is going to take a major step back while losing defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. I get they're returning a lot of their players on that side of the ball. But you're thinking about one of the best defensive coordinators in college football and a guy that does not get enough recognition. So one of the better college football coaches over the last decade plus in Urban Meyer is now gone, but also your defensive headmaster in Alex Grinch. And what he's going to do for that Oklahoma defense is insane in itself for a bottom tier uh, high major college football defense. But Ohio State's defense is going to take a major step back and especially a defense that led up a ton of explosive rushing plays last season without grinching the fold. I'm expecting that to continue a lot of good rushing units in the Big Ten Conference, and Ohio State's defense will take a step back while Michigan takes the reins of the Big Ten and gets the college football playoff. But again, I like them at 12-1 to odds to win the college football playoff. At the start of this portion of the conversation, I alluded to Clemson and Alabama and Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tung Viola because they are on another level from the rest of the nation. If you're looking at futures, I prefer to look at some of the conferences out there. But if we're doing that, if we're picking somebody for some value that's not Clemson or Alabama, you just mentioned Alex Grinch going to Oklahoma, leaving Ohio State. I like the Sooners, Eli. He's getting eight starters returning on defense. And Lincoln Riley's an offensive mastermind. The last two years, what happened? He got transfers, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. And what happened? They won the Heisman Trophy, and they made it to the playoff. And you're getting Jalen Hurts with a record of 24-2 and coming over from Alabama. I think he's going to work wonders with him, a motivated quarterback, and they have the easy path coming out of the Big 12 They're clearly the best team. I'm not in on Texas like some other people are. I think they're going to represent the Big 12 once again in the 14 playoff and around the same odds as Michigan. I like Oklahoma at 14-1. to Eli, it's been wonderful. What can the people find on Radio.com Sports? Lots of betting content, lots of NFL content. Again, I mentioned those trends pieces. You can find all that more on Radio.com Sports. The, the three futures that I'm betting on, including which team I like to win the NFC North. That's on Radio.com Sports as well. And some 
solid news to announce for the platform around football season, uh, along with, I'll just keep it there. Uh, and, and you should, <laughs> and you can follow radio.com sports on Twitter at RDC sports. Solid news. Solid. That's what we're going with. I like the word. Just like regression, I like solid. All right. As well. Solid and regression. Words of the day from one Eli Hershkovich. Thanks, Eli. We'll do it again. All right. Thanks, Joe. Next week's focus will be NFL season win totals with Whale Capper has some terrific nuggets of information for you guys. Download, subscribe to the Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski podcast. Inside the Clubhouse is next here on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.